pleasurable. What up, though? This is Knockouts and Three Counts. But before we bring you another episode of Podcast Gold, let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's Finest. Do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking, man, this is going to be a great night, but I'm looking for that little extra something, something. Well, check out our friends at Michigan Finest. If you are into medical marijuana, rec recreational marijuana, concentrates, vapes, anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered. And as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside and you'll be in and out in two minutes. And they're family owned and operated. So customer service is their number one goal. And now since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that does exclude featured items and items that are already on sale. But if you use that code, you're getting 10% off your items. And I promise you, either if you're looking for that big knockout or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count, Michigan's Finest will get you together. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. And I promise you, you're going to be having a great night. Peace. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. This is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. another Tuesday. This is Knockouts and Three Counts, and I have survived slinging the mail without going postal yet, but maybe that's just because I had a vacation. But without any further ado, man, you know, a guy who's been making a lot of ruckus in the wrestling world lately, our homie Darren McCarty. How the hell are you doing, brother man? Oh, me? Oh, what's going <laughs> on, fellas? How you doing? <laughs> oh, man. First shout out to uh, Michigan's Finest as a uh, proprietor of the Darren McCarty brand and a, a cannabis consumer. Uh, plant saved my life. Uh, how heck of a job that they do. Glad to see it's on board. Um, I went to wear my Bully Ray uh, shirt, uh, but it looks like the dogs got it and are uh, chewing it up or the cats got it in the litter box as it deserves. So I'm rocking my everyday struggle. Shout out to the Strugs. <laughs> Um, but it's great to see you guys. I see all your beautiful faces that I love. Uh, knockouts and three counts, and uh, you know, here you go, boys. Uh, this is the hometown podcast I consider the Detroit, the Detroit kids doing right. It's where I get great UFC information. I appreciate it. I appreciate, yeah, my hey, man. And, uh, oh, yeah. and then, uh, J Bone, good to see you live. And Kyle, you know what? I didn't get a call for that bail money because you went postal. <laughs> So congratulations, another day. Let's talk wrestling, fighting, whatever you want, boys. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Can I just say how big of a weight it is lifted off my shoulders that I know if I ever needed bail money that I could always just call my good buddy <laughs> D-Mac. Now we're talking. Hot damn it. That's a weight lifted off my shoulders. It's like bail bonds. For, it's only for knockouts and three counts, though. <laughs> I, I seen the Sam Bernstein commercial. Uh, I didn't see the bail bondsman one. No, that no, no, no. That's it. That's the <laughs> underlying, right? You Sam Bernstein, the family, the insurance, all that stuff in case. But you know what? Little on the streets, boys. Little uh, off the books, so to speak. You know, D Max got your back. 
Anytime you're hanging out with the homeboys, you're gonna have to talk about bail money. That's just how it goes, man. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you know I almost money. did fight a guy in LA, though. I mean, <laughs> I did tell you you're guys that while we were on the fucking yeah, thing. You're almost in <laughs> I mean, shout out to Santana Jackson. I appreciate you having my back, my dude. About the moonwalk and head kick a motherfucker in the head. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. But LA was Not a good mo- time. Not the moonwalk <laughs> head kick. Oh, we're serious, boys. You know that? Last time I heard uh, him with the like Jackson special. 2017. Moonwalk. <laughs> if, you put your, if you put your hand anywhere near your nuts when you throw that kick, it's going to be problem. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Gosh, it. Learn something new. I love it. All right. And man, if he's only got one go. glove, it's even worse. Yeah, glove. Man. But, uh... yeah, dude. Hit him with the glove. <laughs> I think loaded. Loaded glove. You know, maybe if you'd have brought a loaded hockey glove, man, you know, to impact wrestling, you know, you would have saved yourself from that table. So, I mean, first of all, before we get to that, how in the hell were you just sitting there trying to have a good time? Because, man, it went from, hey, Darren McCarty's at impact to, hey, Bully Ray's trying to put him through a damn (laughs) table. So what the hell has been going on in your neck of the woods, man? Well, again... As I always preface, right? Find myself not in my element again, and things happen, but I'm big enough and have broad enough shoulders. Is that, eh, you know what? Going through the table is not the worst thing that happened. You've seen me get skewered before. You've seen me get gusset. <laughs> this plated. is true. I'm not the, the brightest. pictures can be found at KO3C Pod. <laughs> That's absolutely so. Robin's racing. Um, you know, the biggest part of that, if you watched it and what we're talking about a slam anniversary over in uh in my homeland, uh, it was shot in Canada in Windsor across the border. But I was sitting there with my boy watching and and here's the hardest part of all the, the, the situation. He steals my buddy's beer and he throws it at me. Now we all know I don't drink anymore. I I thought he was like, Hey D Mac, you look thirsty, you're enjoying this match. <laughs> Through, but then he pie faced me, bro. And then it was like, I, I was sitting there going, did that just really happen? And I guess like the like you know the, the fifteen year old, twenty year old me from ECW. But it was like then it was like okay, I guess that's cool, but isn't it? And then you know the way Bubba, like I mean, come on, Tommy, Tommy Dreamer, I'm talking to right now. Every time you got Bubba, and then he always plays that card, and you always get the nut shot. We're gonna have to stop that. Anyways, I digress. God, <laughs> boys, cups. How many people? How many people wanted to get their hands in their life? And I'm talking fans, anything to be able to touch. Bully Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley. So sometimes we gotta sacrifice, right? Grindliner, right? I mean, I may be. I'm willing to go through a table. That's what happened. But I didn't think he'd have the balls to let me in the ring. So I got some shots in. And if it wasn't for those good hands, but we saw what happened to them the next day. But I'll get my hands on Bully Ray. Don't you worry. Because this is a long game. Just like the cannabis. Just like anything else. Oh, I can wait, baby. I can wait. Don't you worry. And I, I'm coming back. I even did my hair for him. So, you know what? My bad. But again... I mean, look at how many people. I, Trish, Trish Stratus has been put through a table by the same guy. That's pretty cool, right? Legend. Look at how Legend, many guys man. have been put through the table. So I just put it on my sick, twisted bucket list and go, thank you, bully. But now 
Tommy got to get revenge. So just grateful to be able to be a part. And the long story short, right? You guys know as much as any, as much as anybody else because you're there too. I love this shit. I'm there. Whatever independence, all this, and and to the impacts, and we got AEW coming. We got SummerSlam coming, which hopefully Cody gets the belt then. But we'll, <laughs> I guess we'll That'd see. That'd be a hell of a thing to be at. Yeah. I know. So much to talk about. But I love wrestling like anybody else. Um, like that it's it to me it's it's so much when I look back what I've been through of um a constant in my life in and out at different different times. But right now I'm having a blast. It's motivated me to actually <laughs> get in shape and take care of myself a little bit more more so than than what I do because I love and respect this business so much. And to be able to like when I went to the I'll take you behind the scene. My buddy Nick and I are driving over. Shout out to my boy Rake. See him around all the time. And and he says to me, I go, I said to him, I go, well, I'm going to walk in there and just go, hey, do I mark out now? Can I get pictures with everybody? Do I do this right now? Do I wait? When is it proper to be Mark Jobber? You know, because these are all the guys I grew up watching. Right. Especially in Impact. And and this is even on the independency. What but up, this no, is Donald? The, in the independency and everything else, right? Like, like I love it as much as you guys do, and 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 my love is not is isn't not greater. It's different, but I love the passion that everybody has, and to be able to not only talk but to be involved in whatever way, whatever way. My my big way to be involved, as everybody knows, is Darren McCarty brand cannabis. Um, and and I love wrestling so much that I want everybody to know that they have the option. You know, the CBD roll-ons, the sleep, all this different stuff. So that's my motivation of how I think I can help. And along the way, if if somebody wants to poke it through a table or guess at me, then, you know, if, if it's part of a great story, I'm all in. All in. Hell yeah. I think you kind of touched on something there. I mean, strip it all down wrestling-wise. Just strip everything away here. You're in the ring as somebody who loves professional wrestling you're in the ring with perhaps the greatest ECW icon of all time, Tommy Dreamer, as a tag team partner. And then, I don't care what anybody says, the greatest tag team champion of all time, period, Bully Ray Dudley. That is such a big impact on, not I'm sure, not only just your life, but people that are fans of you are watching this, and it's yeah. such a callback to guys like us, childhood-wise. It's like, like you said, you know, I mean, you know how many times I just wanted to reach that screen and say, Damn it, I hate you, Bully Ray. Well, but you're the best heel around, dude. You're the best heel of all time. Like, that's got to speak volumes to what you do and your love for wrestling, as you said. Jay Bone, I'm glad you 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 get that because you nail it exactly on the head, right? Everybody knows me, dude. Like, hey, my moose set's stone cold. You know, I'm working on a couple new ones, but you know, we'll we figure it out. That's the whole thing, is you're gonna see me in there. You're gonna th- see me throw punches that that shout out to PCO shout out to PCO giving me some some tips in the back before going out or just like because I'm always wanting to learn man I always want to learn and see what these guys do I don't need to be doing the flippity flop stuff but I enjoy watching I mean watching Mike Bailey uh speedball Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham go through you know like just wrestle and and do all that stuff to to watch the machine guns that we've been watching and all the throwback J-Bone, to your point, Stone Cold, my number one, right? 
But two, yeah, two of my other top five wrestlers of all time are Tommy Dreamer, who I'm grateful to call a friend, and and as as the the, the greatest dude as ever, and also Bubba, Bully Ray, same as you. Hate this guy, but appreciate who he is, and then and then to be able to be a part, you know, of the stuff. Like when 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 I watch the replays of the clips or whatever, when I hit. Uh, uh, Skyler, uh, the good hands with the stunner, and I see Bully Ray coming out with his hands on his head, like what ha- just happened. And I see Tommy Dreamer celebrating, give me a hug, bro. I I I sit here and watch that. I'll watch that way more times than I'll ever watch any of my goals or any of my fights or anything like that. I'll have that on on mid when I want to go, like just to say because that's real. And then I want to share with you guys is that look at I manifest reality. Of what I want to do because I won't be denied, and that's the people that that I respect and surround, like you guys who who are the I'm here to answer questions or fight, right? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? How do you do it? Follow your passion. When you guys tell me that takes you guys back and it brings that childhood back to the '90s to the early 2000s to when DMac was on the ice, and they get it, I get it. The story to be able to be told because everything's sort of cyclical. Because now the five, 10 year olds, 30, 35, 40, right? Mary, it's everything. It goes in. So, so to your point, to tie it up, J Bone, that impact stuff was as, as much around March 26 to whatever to the culture at the time of year to remind all you guys who, who are now 25, 26 years later, ECW to whatever it was, 20 years, 25 years. Right, we're still there. That's what wrestling has a beauty. You just watch a if you watch the AEW stuff. They just did the Dusty Rhodes tribute and going back and him and Flair and all the different stuff. And then watching Undertaker, uh, Randy Orton. That's all the stuff, man. That we lit and at different parts. But now, life's different. Responsibilities are different. But wrestling's not. Right. Wrestling really isn't. <laughs> that takes you back to that kid, man. That's the greatest. And and I know that you guys get it. I know that. The people that that love wrestling as much as I love wrestling get it, and so you know the biggest thing for me is no matter what I do because I do so many different things that isn't not in my lane, right? But you got to be able to do it well enough to show the respect back to whatever it is you're doing. For me, it's whether it's well, the music, the comedy, the wrestling, whatever it is. Well, speaking of a throwback like that, that kind of goes into another question I had for you. So I know you're you were a big ECW guy. Tell me what it was like for you, you know, getting to team with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, like you said, to get to call him a friend, but not only a friend, you were in the ring with him, and then you 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 were more I, hottest young stars out of Japan as well. Just to be, you know, the whole process, and you guys don't know what it's like to to be around and and just, you know, to that when you hear Tommy Dreamer say, "I don't do anything but wrestling. I eat, drink, sleep wrestling. I fall asleep at night watching wrestling after I've watched whatever wrestling's on, right?" And understand it. It's about this telling the stories, loving the stories, and being part of the stories. I mean, I got a hot tag. From Tommy Dreamer, right? Bully Ray, I got to square off, hit him the one night, which ended up in the table, and then and then square off, and he telltale knew what was better for him because he didn't really want to 
My, because after PCO told me how I could really lay it into butt, he heard in the back, and I don't think he wanted one of these because he knew that if I learned how to throw it, he'd be in trouble, right? But with Tommy and stuff like that, it's just the whole, everything around it, the whole process, everybody in the back. I'll tell you one of the biggest poppers, shout out to this guy. You know who I was hanging with that just talked to a lot of the time? Sign guy, Louis Dangle. Let's go, baby. Let's go. So, right? Like, that was, like, if you if you know who that is. And the guys yeah. behind the scenes and all the intricacies. So, just the whole part, I couldn't have, have asked for a greater experience. You know? Like, um, yeah. And like you said, uh, Yuya, to be able to... You know, I, dude, I was in a six-man tag. What do what you with 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 two of the the greatest greatest guys and favorites of my generation? It was as it was as awesome as as I could ever expect, and I'm grateful for it. What's up, Donnie? Yeah, I dude. saw Donnie Holland pop up there. That's that's my guy. Raising, and we got big Kez in top, here, pro wrestling edge. Hell yeah! Ooh, Shout out to Tommy Vendetta. We're gonna square. talk. Said do a Canadian yeah, destroyer. Let's go, man. <laughs> they said they want to see DMAC do a Canadian destroyer. Wow, did you see Scott DeMores on, on Hotch there? That one was sick. Great style by Hotch, too. Yeah, um, dude. Dude, I don't think I could jump that high. Although I although from what I've heard is that if you don't do the Canadian destroyer right, it's not my fault, it's your fault. As far as the guy who's supposed <laughs> to reverse it. So and isn't the Canadian wait, hold on. Let me get into the you know, I would. But, you know, it's just used so much. And back in the day when Amazing Red and, you know, Petey Williams, when they used it, it was a finisher. Now it's just a caveat in the match. So I don't want to be part of that wrestling. How was that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sounds very, it sounds very I couldn't. For, I couldn't do it. That, that, that's high risk. No. No, you won't say I that. I feel you. Never, you never say never, it. though. You, know, you want to go too high risk. you got to. Keep it calculated. Thank you, Jay. Watch we'll you say that, that, and then the next time you see Tommy, he's going to be trying to get to teach you how to do a Canadian destroyer. Um, I'll tell everybody you this. That's... You never know then. Uh, you never know. I mean, to help that kid reach the top of the deathmatch world, I'll pretty much do anything. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's, that's Speaking of all that, hell yeah, you're not kidding. We're going to have to get to all of that. Um. Also, before we get to WrestleMania week and all those good things, because you were doing yours in New Jersey while I was over there in L.A., um, shout out to our sponsors, G3 Payroll and Tax. If you guys haven't gotten your taxes done yet, which I know all of you haven't because I have to sling the mail every day, uh, make sure you check out G3 Payroll and Tax. such a rat. I'm just saying, I know it for a fact. So I'm just trying to get the sponsors some business. See, they that's what they pay me for is to try to get them business. I mean, I know you haven't done your taxes yet, so here you go. I'm trying to help you out. Hit up G3 payroll and tax, and they'll get you together. I love it, dude. Absolutely. Every every tax company should be with a mailman to to know, hey, bro, did they uh nope, I haven't checked it today. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I drove past the tax place earlier and they had a sign out there like nine days left and it was one of those like little rotating mannequins and I'm like anybody that's waiting this long is some, you guys are some damn savages if you're waiting <laughs> within 10 days 
You guys are really. Well, uh, I mean, that like I said, it's it's just funny because it's like, like I said, I'm not telling nobody's business out there, but I mean, literally, you know when it's close to tax time because man, people are sending theirs out till the day the day of. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I said, it's uh, you know, it's a good thing. When is Pat McAfee? It's a G three right now. Nobody needs to know. Absolutely, get the taxes done. Hell yeah. Uh, when is Pat McAfee doing his show in Detroit? I have no idea. Um, question. No idea. In, I heard he's coming. I have I no idea on that one. If he does, well, I definitely made, am down to what, go check that out. What's referencing to obviously the Pat McAfee show is because there was a bet made. I do a, uh, I do WoodwardSports.com. I do the Big D Energy Show eleven mm-hmm. to one every day, and one of the guys that are uh, stick at our network had made a pet bet with Pat McAfee over the last. Green Bay Packers game that if Green Bay won, he'd wear the Aaron Rodgers jersey stickwood for 365 straight days. And if if Detroit won, Pat McAfee would come to Detroit and do his show. So still waiting on logistics, obviously. I would speculate, I think that would be would be cool, would be around WrestleMania it's, or SummerSlam. You'd expect them to be in town around then. So uh, stay tuned, WoodwardSports.com. Any updates, but inquire there. So we'll see. But there you go. Another another angle, another guy that you guys need to know. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Patty Mac, you know, when you come to Detroit, you know, you got to come mess with your boys, knock out some three counts. And I want to see you pay up on that bet uh, to D-Mac. I feel like that'd be some dope shit to be at. So, uh, yeah, pay up on your bet. Um. <laughs> All in but time. dudes, I mean, you've got everything coming to the city, bro. And now we like we were talking about before uh, we went live, you know, SummerSlam and all that stuff is going to be coming up here soon. Um, we all just are coming off WrestleMania week. Like I said, I was in L.A. You were in New Jersey. Um, tell me about your WrestleMania week. What were some of your standouts? What did you check out? Uh, what was going down down there in New Jersey? And shout out to Hoodfoot and MM3, who I got to see go to war with our homies Circle Six, and then go right to New Jersey to finish out WrestleMania week with DMAC and everybody over there. So, yeah, shout Uh-oh. out. Whoops. There he goes. We're good. Shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Mike and everybody. Circle Six. Uh, I love uh, Jay Chris and I love the promotion and and they do it well. You mentioned uh, MM3, who's uh, another one of the Michigan pillars and stuff like this. Uh, my nephew. Uh, to the fact that, uh, um, yeah, we were out in uh, New Jersey for uh, Death Death Right weekend for ICW and RPW. You got to see. Uh, Hoodfoot and Malcolm out west. I got to see Hoodfoot defeat Brandon Kirk on Saturday uh, for the ice for the, uh, the hardcore uh, deathmatch wrestling championship, which was an awesome match. We started Friday. Um, my boy Tommy Vendetta fought uh, one of the toughest toughest humans, let alone uh, women, and Randy West. Um, they had a kicker. Me and Schwartzy. <laughs> me and Schwartzy. Uh, we're there ringside. Uh, we, we were indulging in, uh, cannabis as we watched his wife and my son beat the living crap out of each other. Uh, Tommy <laughs> stuck a victory out of that one, which was cool. Cause he's got some momentum. Um, the next night he fought uh, John Wayne Murdoch. 
Um, uh, I ended up Mur- Murdoch to the to show. Sh- What's that? I said, pa- fellow past guest to the show. Oh, love, the, love the Duke. But the Duke decided that he would come out dressed in hockey gear. And uh, he wanted a piece of me. So I, uh, <laughs> uh, we all know that the, the, the Duke, uh, who's known as the Rabbit King, uh, loves his rabbits, comes out with a somebody dressed in a rabbit suit. Well, unfortunately, that person um, might have uh, run into a door accidentally <laughs> in the back. And DMAC put on the rabbit suit and ended up giving John Wayne the business. I was trying. Tommy can't beat John Wayne Murdoch. He's like 0-3 or 0-4 uh, now because of it. Thought we'd give him a little bit of insight early. It was my birthday, by the way. Um, Happy birthday, And uh, so he didn't like it. I ended up eating a couple tubes and whatever. Ended up putting him through a door. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Took a a big spill out on the side. Uh, Couldn't help Tommy win that, so back to square one. But a shout-out to Mickey Knuckles and Jeff Cannonball. I got lap dances, buddy, on my birthday. Yeah. And then the best part... (laughs) They were already asking about that in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Jeff Cannonball, listen, that rate goes up, baby. I mean, listen, can my man not shake it or what? And, uh, you know, uh, I love Mickey Knuckles, uh, just what she's meant and, and done in this business and how tough she is. So, yeah, exactly. So, and then the best part, if you if you saw the show and it was surprising after uh, Tommy's match, everybody sang me happy birthday and that really – that really meant something, not only the crowd there, but it felt like everybody was watching. And just to be a part of it, like I said, as much to, you know, we were talking about Impact, but this, you know, ICW and RPW and all these deathmatch guys and girls, you know, that's my tribe, my extended family, you know. So it's it's uh, it was great to see. And then Sunday, um, oh, Tommy and uh, Danny Darko from England. Had a banger, bro, and uh, so Tommy was at, great to squeak that out, which which was huge because we're heading over to England uh, to to fight over there at the end of uh, end of May, um, and I know that Clint and Danny Clint Marger and Danny Darko and what are be waiting to go feast on Tommy, and he's ready for the challenge. So we're we're heading across the pond, getting to England, gets closer to getting to Japan. So, um. I did. I I'm just living the dream, loving it. Uh, another great part of the weekend was that uh, two of the three shows, uh, the Sunday show, which was RPW, um, which was was an awesome show too. Um, but was done at the H2O Center. So, um, Matt Tremont, you know, uh, shout out to him. Just to experience. Uh, uh, and I and I probably seen four or five of his matches live in the past year or so, and um, as far as like just to watch the way that he works the room in a crowd that old school way, you know, to me it reminds me of watching and even watching the I mentioned uh, the A and E documentary Dusty Rhodes. Matt Matt Tremont sort that of has awesome. that Dusty Rhodes. He has that Dusty Rhodes death death match. He to me that's who who in, in my generation to watch around now um, to see what he's done is Matt Tremont. So uh, him and his wife, Chrissy, and, and the hospitality and the way that they, you know, all the all the new people that, and I had never been to that facility. So to get to be there and to watch and, you know, got to, <laughs> dude, 
Red Act, uh, Doctor Red Acted, and and Matt Tremont live. Oh. Uh, the the noises, the chairs, and all these the punches and that were making throughout the 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 building. It was just it was that was a that was a fight, man, and that was awesome to see. So, um, I had a great birthday weekend, you know. Um, so I, I I can't thank everybody, you know, any everybody enough that uh, was a part of it. I got a bunch of birthday cakes, and we had a whole bunch of. Uh, cupcakes and i like i said i got lap dances from uh, mickey knuckles and jeff cannonball so you know what how's your birthday <laughs> d-max oh, birthday man. wins wins all on that one dude and shout out to the duke and tommy and everybody over there man you and tommy have become like the damn like you're his real road dog man you're going across the pond now <laughs> and everything dude tommy is uh, you know, uh Tommy's making people, his name, man. People don't understand the 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 the, the truth to, to more of not is that you know Tommy Vendetta, the lovable psychopath, and why is he lovable psychopath? Because allegedly, maybe yeah, that I am uh he is the seed of Darren McCarty. And the the story, and I can't talk about it enough. Like I can't talk about it a lot, but I'll let what my lawyers have let me into this because everybody discovered things over COVID and stuff like that. Well, this kid showed up at my door with these papers from like 23 and me going, Hey dude, like I think you're my dad. And you know, here we are. Here we are, like four years later. Um, so still working through the court stuff. You know how that goes. We can't say much about it, but we're working through uh but i mean right now i mean it, it, whether it is or it isn't it might as well be so here we go what what so, what, what would you do as a dad for your kid so you're, so you're saying <laughs> you're just a father wants to follow back who am i listen who am i you want to go get smashed with my put through tables who am i to argue as your father just embrace it as the kid he's the next big star man so just yeah you know, he's he's gonna take care of you later so you gotta you gotta just let him progress now. So Abel, right. you know what? Brains behind the organization because you know what? As I'm sitting, as I'm sitting there, minding my own business, like I was, my where my seat wants to be is in the front row. Like I wasn't, but watching him wherever he goes. I'm along for the ride. It's like and in all honesty, it's like I tell my uncle, it's like I tell Tom, it's like I tell all the all the young guys is 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 your passion and what you put in for it. I'm, I've been there. I've been, this ain't about my dream. It's about watching you guys and put the work in and achieve your dreams. And I mean, it's like front row seat, dude. It's like, it's like metaverse. It's like the, the, the Oculus ring, uh, ring, uh, ringside or ringside <laughs> or whatever like that. that yeah. That's what it is. It's it in real life. So I'm having as much fun Watching these guys throw bangers, you mentioned, you know, Malcolm and Hoodfoot. And I mean, ugh, Malcolm fought uh, Neil Diamond Cutter and uh, this trade, like just banger upon banger upon banger with guys that, and and what is the best part about Michigan and the in, these indie scenes and these guys who are getting out, um, right? And then right now we're talking the individual and more in the death match traveling around is, but, but they're representing hard. So, you know, that's, it, it, it's, it's beautiful to see. And you're right, J-Bone, along for the ride, baby. I just, you know, I, I, I want to get stuck in catering. 
That's my that's my goal. Because where's D Mac? He's in catering. Yeah, not a bad right place. There. Not a bad yeah. place at all. No, you get it. Not a bad place. Especially if you got the munchies, man. You know, shout out to the sponsors, Michigan's finest. Michigan's um, finest. Good segue. <laughs> You know, see, this is why, you know, if you got a business that you'd like promoted, you know, come on and check out Knockouts and Three Counts. But uh, that being said, dude, you know, we also had another pretty big fucking show that went down that weekend as well. Um, but before we get to that, you said something when you were talking about uh, when we segued from Impact. Um, I know you're a fan just like us, so I have to ask, since we got into the whole conversation of the Canadian Destroyer thing, what uh, what's your favorite uh, Impact moments? Because I know you watch TNA as well. So, yeah, I mean, dude. do you have any favorite stuff from him? Well, you know what? Like, I, I'm... This is what I love. And there's there's so many different... Like, like right now, like, the intriguing stuff is... is and I brought it up earlier. Like, PCO. Right, PCO, like this is one of the the um the sheepers. Like, like this is one of the 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 guys, the, the Rougeos and stuff like like the longevity in the 60s, still doing it, still doing the the Canadian Frankenstein and stuff like this. Um yeah, you know, things the, the entertainment. What impact has done so well and they continue to do is the what ECW used to do, whatever like that, not only moments. And stuff to bring you up in the orchestra in a match, but also long-term storytelling. Long-term storytelling. You know, one of my favorite out of the past year and stuff like this is is the females. And they do such a good job. But like Deanna Perrazzo is one of my favorites. Just be the virtuoso, the way that that I that I know that I'm good. And then when she wrestles, you know, I, I just love her finisher. I love that it's so believable, the character. You know what I'm saying? As a badass, then you know, then you bring in like Masha Slamovich, who I see all over the place. You see it every like she's the, the the busiest person that it is, but in different connotations, the believability, right? The thing that I always loved, I go back to loving, you know, the impact, TNA impact days with like, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and you know, all those stuff, six the way the rings were different. It just seemed that was different. The biggest thing that I love and not anything specific but it's just like the stories you can get into it and whatever and they tab that long-term storytelling right so um of all time like of impact like i i thought like like i said the aj style small joe back in the was a 15 14 15 ish is that if I'm if I'm right though those the way that they told mm -hmm. the stories and kept it back then you could see what they are now but they but it but they're consistent to the stories that they've always told does that make sense mm -hmm. they don't jump yeah. around and you don't see a you don't see a match just for being a match or you don't see it it how how often do you see it where like if and you know this 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 is just goes to show you the, the business and when you look behind it this is because if you look at the how long in the wrestling business has everybody been they've been through the wars they've been through things they know what they've done right or wrong but when you miss an episode or you miss somebody in a show you don't forget them in the in WWE and AW or whatever 
if you're not there, then then the storyline sort of goes away. How many times have we seen that? Right. I mean, which, by the way, <laughs> as it just came to my mind, <coughs> where the fuck's Miro? Hello? Can can I have Miro back, please? please. Anybody? Send Somebody somewhere. Somewhere. God's favorite is also D-Mac's favorite, so one of D-Mac's favorite. Like for believability, right? Like, and and I think we can all agree with the, the guy that could be a wrestler and a USC fighter or whatever like that. So yes. I know I'm side sidetracked to that, but um, so to answer your question, Kyle, the, the thing is, I, that's what I love the most about Impact is that I can and I can pick and it's like a soap opera too, right? I don't have to follow it along, but I can go back and if I miss, say I miss a month. I can go back and they fill me in that I'm boom. It's not like, oh, you can go back and catch up real quick. Oh, okay, that's why Macklin's full. Oh, Alexander's out. Oh, oh, okay, they went this route. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, yeah, I knew they were going to be a heel. Like two months ago, I could see it. I could see, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the long-term soap opera. So uh, there's so much great, like I, I said it before. Um... I, you'll have to ask me, hey, what what are you watching? And and you have to before me I have to look and say, or to know who's in the match to say it's right WWE, AW, Impact, whatever. Because if I'm not entertained, I don't care. I will turn it off, right. or turn it on. Same thing. <laughs> I respect it, dude. So with that be it, go ahead, Corey. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I know Jordan all the time. That's one thing he harps about with the wrestling side. Because I ask from an outsider's perspective all the time, being the more MMA side, what makes something special on the wrestling side for you guys? What what in particular is the things that stand out? And that's one thing he always harps upon very heavy is the, the storytelling. That's the number one thing that makes wrestling what it is. And if you don't have the storytelling, what it it really has to be the lead into it. You can have the great matches all you want, but you're not going to get the, the eyes or the attention that those matches even deserve if there isn't any story that leads into it. So, so Corey, yeah. so Corey, there, there it is, which is the answer to why does UFC and why does WWE merge? Because what has UFC done better than anybody? through through the last as as they've exploded it's it's got you right it's got you dialed into these these athletes these fighters as who they are as people right whether we're talking about the conor mcgregor's to the habibs to the you know fighting each other but how personal it is that's the realness of it is when you got two guys mfing each other in their faces they're feeling it Right, a lot of times in wrestling, well, it's an act, but but a lot of times when you can blur that line, and I don't know, that's yeah. what makes the best the best, right? There's right. no, and the difference between FC is like if a guy's pissed, he's pissed, right? They're like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no going yeah. to the back, going, hey, bro, we this got it, we sold some tickets and stuff like this. Maybe there is a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know what? When a guy wants to, when a guy wants to, you know, knock it's, a guy out and and you know in front of his whole family and and let him feel it, that's yeah. you, you feel that, it's, right? So you, so so that's when the, there's somebody that's the that, thing. 
when somebody does make that apology, like you're saying in MMA, it's usually the losing side as they're kind of walking mm-hmm. away with their head tucked. They're like, you know, I was just saying all that, all that <laughs> shit, just because you Business, know we had baby. to sell some fights. You know, it wasn't nothing personal. And it's always in that regard. It's never the guy that won the fight and is all happy and arms mm-hmm. raised in the corner. Because to your point, in MMA, they do feel that shit. You know, yeah. you not every fight is taken as personal. Sometimes you get the guys like McGregor and stuff like that, that every fight seems to be that way. But more often than not, it, in MMA, it's, it's a competition. It's viewed as such. And, you know, if you – that's – it's it's a real it's a two-sided coin because i love the the sport aspect of it i'm sure you can understand as a competitor besides the wrestling aspect of it that you know that there's sport and you want to see the best guys like the blah muhammad's of the world that deserve a title shot but aren't maybe the fan (laughs) favorite get into that spot but yet there's also the uh we got to sell some tickets, put asses in seats. And that's where you see the likes of a Colby Covington slide into those spots. And I, I just feel like the transition into how you say you got to spice it up to make the, uh, and it's entertainment at the end of the day, it's still entertainment. It is sport, but it's also entertainment. And I, well, feel and like I think the, Corey, I'm, it's awesome that you mentioned that, like with the storytelling thing, I think that's what's so special about professional wrestling. It's like, you can have, like you said, yeah. A great you can have a five star match out there, but in 10, 20, 30 years, we're still gonna remember the finish. That's it. Mm-hmm. But you can go back and have a decent match. Look at guys like <laughs> Brett and Owen Hart, Brett and Yokozuna, you know, Austin and Rock, Austin and Bret Hart. Like you don't have to have the greatest matches. Not saying there weren't bad matches, but the story is what sticks there. Austin Bret Hart was awesome. 10, 20, 30 years, we're gonna remember how it started, and we're gonna remember where it finished. Because we're intrigued by that, and I think that's that's what's so special with professional wrestling. And yeah, and with wrestling fans, you guys really—I I don't want to say appreciate it more because I don't—I don't, I don't want to like shit on MMA fans as a whole in that way. I feel like there is a lot of us that still go back oh, and do real. like the later cards oh, and stuff. But it's the, it's the real Corey. Don't worry about it no. because it's no, real. Steve, you it's know it's, what? Yeah. Hey, no. What? Listen. Reality TV versus a movie. Mm-hmm. What do you like? We watch it both. Yeah. I know everybody watches it both. I watch Oak Island. Mm-hmm. Oak Island is <laughs> M- uh, UFC. It's reality TV. It's real. Mm-hmm. Right? The WWE, that's <laughs> somebody made it up. It's a movie. It's it, When you understand, it's, it's supposed to be stories. They're called my stories for a reason. Right? It, it's, do you not, I don't get it. Did, I like, I don't just eat like chocolate ice cream. I like vanilla. I like strawberry. I like, like, why can't you like so many different things? And I think it's just the fact that people don't understand or are preconditioned to what it is. Go follow the story. Forget the fights. Just like, don't just look, watch everything wrestling except a match and see if you're intrigued. Yeah, you want to see these guys, this guy get his hands on this guy, or is he gonna, or then he scurries away, and you're gonna tune in next week. Gives a shit if it's real or not. When he gets his hands on him, you know that feeling that he's run down could be a cartoon. Might as well turn wrestling into cartoons then. That's cool, but it's your favorite cartoons. In wrestling, right, the coyote gets the road runner at times. 
not every episode, but eventually he's going to get him. And I think that that payoff is cool. But it be, I love the yeah. fact that well, you're willing to encompass all of it. it and it, well, it shouldn't be a competition because it's not the same stratosphere. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But what I was going to say is, as a, a wrestling fan base, I feel like you guys genuinely just appreciate the, the history like you said, the storylines and stuff so much more. It seems like when you guys like talk about the history of wrestling, you guys are always like, so-and-so had this uh, ridiculous run in 96 or whatever. And so-and-so then came in and broke the, broke his record, his hot streak he had going on. And the next thing you know, he was the hot shit. It's like, you guys really appreciate the stories that are, laid in front of you a lot more than the the casual mma fan i feel like the mma side <clears throat> i don't know if it's something to do with the fact that we're just kind of getting pushed all these cards every week where you don't necessarily always get to learn all these guys backstories and stuff like you were saying because i feel like that's a huge aspect of it it really is but i i feel like a lot of mma fans they're like okay what's next who's going to be the next big hot shit they're not necessarily looking for what was and what built to where we are now and why that's also so important for what makes the future what it is. Where I feel like wrestling, where I feel like with wrestling fans, it's the complete opposite. You guys always lean on so-and-so did this particular, they, they modeled their finish because they all, they, grew up watching so and so and then they combined a move from both of them to make the that they're like you don't see that shit in fighting you know yeah. like that's that's where i feel like that's what makes wrestling special okay well I, one thing i think is going to help the ufc is whoever the wwe video package guy is who makes all these like vignettes yeah. <laughs> promo videos let's go <laughs> put that in the ufc max you imagine that that is going to get you hyped for a fight right there I 100% guarantee yeah. you, you just answered what Ari Emanuel, Vince McMahon, and whoever the money, which we're talking about, sitting around the table. How do we get that? And they go, how do we get that together? Because it was always a part, right? Dana White, UFC wanted nothing to do with WWE, but it's that investment. Because to your point, right? And I see it. Like, how do you get invested in UFC fighters right now when there's a fight every night and there's this and there's that and it's this on the line, right? Why can we do it in wrestling? What's the conversation we had before we went on the air about reps? Yep. Years and yep. years and years and years of reps. We're conditioned, whether to our families or whatever, to know the names of Dick the Bruiser and friggin' uh that's a solid Dusty roads too. and stuff like this we're conditioned as a wrestling fan if you want to be a wrestling fan you you learn certain ways you don't do you yes you turn it on and go wow man that match was awesome but you know who was that jumping around and stuff like this but you want to be invested more because when it's talked about it's almost about the credibility is is tenure and how long or what makes them do it or when did they when did they get there and very few Right, you see how in the U the dichotomy in the UFC, it's like that next greatest, the one punch away from being that mm -hmm. next superstar to get on the radar. And then let's move and see who the next one is and collect them. That's because you're just starting. You're that's still true. at the infancy. This wrestling thing's been going on, and the fan base is is trained. Like you said, it's mm -hmm. more UFC's more like the cannabis world, where you have to you have 
puppy. You gotta so always to have that allowed, but you, you gotta, gotta how do you educate, view. right? Like yeah. you you know that if we just say, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know where. So so like weight category, this guy fighting out of this. Why does it matter? This style, this the this in wrestling, you can get yourself into it. And I think J Bone, absolutely. How is UFC gonna get more of that production storyline backstory? Two, how is WWE gonna get that fight? Not, like they say, what are they gonna take from yeah. from the UFC that they've been able to build this company to to be so valuable? Like we're talking the billion, like the money that's thrown around in the B's are big B numbers. Yeah. It's not like you know what I'm saying. Usually when you hear oh one or two billion, I get it. We're talking like. You know what? Nine billion is what the, the WWE is valued at, and then what? Twelve million or so is what the UFC. Like, I mean, come on, man. That's where it's come from. So together, forever, wow. united, family, whatever the hell he says. <laughs> you know, so well, it's, dude, it's a- and you bring up a great point just in what you said because you know that's the thing with wrestlemania at this point in the last 10 years or so it's really become a thing to where when they come to town that's why all these cities are bidding so hard trying to get them there because now it takes over the whole damn city for a week and all all your hotels the people it brings all your restaurants all all your everything you're filling up all the all the parking spots that take up you know quarters every Every little thing that you could possibly think of that influxes money, it's all in there, you know, like every little thing. So it, it really does. Like, I, I remember one time I was really shitting on, and I still do, honestly, but uh, one of, I forget who it was. I think it might have been the Buffalo Bills, but either way, they were asking for their their stadium to be built for free basically from the taxpayer money because of the fact that it generates so much money in return. And I was like, I was really, really skeptical of it, but it genuinely does, especially on a week by week basis during the season and stuff. It changes economic, the whole economics of a town will change just based upon whether or not a events held there for a couple weeks and something like WrestleMania to come in there and really liven town up for a week, possibly even two, really, it, it's uh, it's a big thing for these cities. So, so they're gonna drop anchor now. Think of what the what Endeavor can do. They can drop anchor, and then and what I mean by dropping anchor is is that Kyle mentioned earlier. They just made it from one one day to two, so they've taken the gate mm-hmm. and made it. Oh, let's double up, boom, boom, the two timer, yeah. right? <laughs> but but everything else, so. Why isn't there a UFC heavyweight fight on the Friday, the, the WrestleMania on the Saturday? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all yeah. built in. We're going to see that. Say, They're going to start doing You're going to notice little small things. Like, explain the why. You're going to have a big UFC fight the same weekend as WrestleMania, SummerSlam. And it might even be in the I, same That's season. what I was thinking. They need to do that. That's what we need to see. Like, if Dana and I them mean, were smart, how there'd cool be a fight be, somewhere in know? WrestleMania weekend. Hit the cycle, that, man. That you show Friday, UFC on Saturday, major WWE event on Sunday. Like we can make it happen, and it's only here, good for do the like season. they're doing for the Metallica concert that's coming here. So you have night one of WrestleMania on Friday, and then have the UFC fight on Saturday, and then have night two of WrestleMania on Sunday. So you split it up a little bit, get cool. you all that shit in one. 
fucking weekend. Dude. Uh, there would you be go. Wild. Knockouts yeah, in three counts. Wild. Paid you guys ten billion dollars more. So <laughs> I got it. Fuck say, yeah. Uh, okay. Or, or I'd hate to tell you guys that um, in in the B world, right? The fact that they're throwing these numbers around, all of this that we just had this conversation. <laughs> Was mm. put in that nice little price tag of yeah. what we can do. How? What is the one thing Ari Emanuel? We're talking about Ari Emanuel, right? There, everybody knows is is the real life person that Ari Gold from Entourage. He's been paid, played. He took over the agency business in Hollywood. He pretty much owns, you know, everybody who works on come comes through him, right? Understand that with mm. you. What What is the one thing that these guys? love more than anything else and they proved is to make money they know how to make money and what is vince acquire and acquire no roll the machine how to make the machine roll bigger 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 so when they come into town and this ain't a bad thing because at the end of the day it's for the consumer right and 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 wouldn't it be nice when they drop this event into detroit and you get you know, you get your appetizer and you're full of it. Like you said, the Friday, there's a wrestling event on the Friday, the big UFC fights on the Saturday with everything that you can do within it. The hotels are full to this, to everything uh, else. You have people in the city. Yeah. And you do that and you rinse and repeat 52 weeks a year. Okay. Maybe not 48 weeks a year. That's a lot. That's wild. That would be truly wild if they went take, that route. But then the price tag I makes think... sense. I then think it's a biggest... deal for them. That's yep. how do you understand that then, then they're fighting yep. together instead of apart, which we never see, right? What we always well, what did Corey Corey just said? What... Like, and Corey, you're in that corner. That's why I'm saying is the fact is that <laughs> the serious maybe now there's more of an understanding for each other. If you care yep. for it, like if you're one of the ones mm-hmm. for the UFC, like you're trying to understand the wrestling mind. Well, there has to be because if the bosses at the top figure out there's a there's a there's a joint for the for the dollar. Then maybe there's a way, and I hope that you can Wait. explain what you see that the WWE has added for your enjoyment in your UFC. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely yeah. does. I'm very curious what they'll end up implementing if if anything right away within the first month or two, as as in right away, or if it does end up taking throughout a couple months to kind of pick anything that they want to work with like you say the production and stuff they could really learn some things there graphics wise some of the big like projections and stuff that they do those are really cool um, well Dana's already come is, out and well, Dana's already come out and hyped that up too yeah, like he already though, said like that's the cool thing about them connected good uh I think the craziest thing, and I brought it up when the initial merger thing was even talked about on the show, is the TV rights deal. The fact that that's going to be up in, I believe, a year and a half, two years, something like that, maybe even a year. With them both being now under the same ownership umbrella, however you want to explain it, they're basically working in cahoots, however you want to explain it. And... For that to for them to both be running up on TV rights deals at the same time, and then to be these multi-billion-dollar entities that are looking for somewhere that they can uh, bring a large amount of viewership all at once, man, I think that's going to really shake up the landscape here in another year and a half, two years. Got the whole world in their hands, man. They really do. 
They really do. Except for Bray Wyatt, but that'll be maybe to be. I, th- I thought you. I thought you'd catch that. <laughs> I you can't you'd... get much past me. There's a reason why I'm the one that's flapping my mouth so much on this bitch. Or maybe it's just because I got the microphone, but who cares? Uh, but, uh, dude, you know, we've talked about it. I got to ask. So I know you watched everything. I heard you on Busted Open. First of all, shout out to Busted Open. I was sitting next to um, Ryan McKinnell for night two of WrestleMania. Uh, shout out to him and Dave LaGreca, both past guests of the show. And I think uh, Ryan will be on here again soon. Um what were your what was your favorite stuff of mania bro like i mean i know you were watching it what was uh your favorite stuff of mania i didn't watch night one live night two that i did um because the show got it was perfect rpw got over and we all had had pizza and watched uh the rest of it in the back wrestlemania night two with matt tremont so that was pretty sweet um um what did I think? Favorite match, Rhea Ripley, uh, Charlotte, just uh, another level to to remember. Remember when Rhea got called up and she, t- was, and she took Charlotte <laughs> to the limit where, where we all, like, I was amongst them that said, wow, they could have put the belt on her there. And that was still two years ago or whatever. And look at where she's come now. I mean, and God bless. I mean, Charlotte Flair is... is one of, if not like as far as wrestler or whatever, but she's tough, face plant or whatever, and and just like in those moments and as glamorous and everything else is that like and just love the queen, think she's like absolutely. But those two, Rhea Ripley, those two, um, obviously the Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Banger, Brawl, whatever you want to call it, just was everything you thought it'd be. I mean, how did that sound in the building? Like, like, dude, they, we were all yelling because the from the finishes to the shots, like, dude, every time they got to the 10 beats of the Bowron, like, dude, I was like, if you go on at KO3C pod, you can see what my view looked like. I mean, dude, all I know is every time those guys get in a match, meaning Gunther and Sheamus particularly, and Drew is not too shabby himself. I'm always afraid somebody's like nipples gonna like come flying at me or something. The way these dudes be beating the shit out of each other's chest, like Jesus Christ! Like uh, man, it, even sitting where I was, you could still hear the thud off of these people's chest, and then their chests look like hamburger meat. So I mean, dude, the that that like the only what was the the Walter Dragonoff slap fat like oh, back in the day, like uh, that that was, but this was like. <laughs> Everything it lived or up PCO to. PCO and, and Walter. Oh God, yeah, oh, like, oh. If you like that sort of stuff, there, like, that'd be Corey. I'd introduce Corey. I'd beat say, you to here, it, Don. Here, <laughs> right here, here the Corey. It's like for the for the UFC guys to introduce them. Introduce them to some of those exchanges because there's no fake about that. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is like so. Have an appreciation of the physicality. Um happy for for KO and and Sammy and and you know what I I think I told you Kyle we talked all along I did, I thought Roman was going to win was going to go over I liked how they they used the interference and the false fate and you know fighting from behind and and whatever like this but again to either believe you know 
the, the, the fact it wasn't Co- Cody's time. I think I mentioned I, I was more of the belief is that, you know, it might be SummerSlam might be his time. But again, maybe not till next WrestleMania. Who knows? That's what I just like the, 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 the more that I hear Triple A's in charge or Triple A. Triple H is in charge. <laughs> right. And 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 Vince is is gonna sit at hierarchy and, and the creative aspect of it, then I have faith that it'll be Dallas done. coming in hot. Right. <laughs> oh, do set down the Roman Reigns shit. Nah, it's 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 because what would Dusty do? I agree with Bully. What would Dusty yeah, have done? Same. Same. Well, because at the end of the day, if you go back to, right? Do you think SummerSlam makes as big of a moment though? Just two in your life. What? I said. So, do you think? Uh, do you think if say they do it at SummerSlam here in Detroit, which would be dope, but uh, if they do it here in Detroit, do you think it still has as big of an impact because it's not at WrestleMania now? Yeah, but it, here's the whole thing. You're putting a belt on a Rhodes for the first time in the company. I don't care where it is. But, you know, the fact that I I believe in that you want everybody to do it, don't do it when you want everybody to do it. The stories will play out and say, look at, look at, you know, does the do, my question back to you, because obviously do you, does Cody Rhodes becoming the champion after fighting through a Brock Lesnar? After fighting through whatever roadblocks to whatever to get to finally there mean more, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My whole Other that than, my whole God, thought when, is when I the think they're still comes, trying to build them. When the belt, yes. Remember, he'd been out from from the injury and stuff, like all this stuff. So it's just let it have time. Yeah, I get, I get it. I would have been happy if they would have put the belt on and seen the direction. But listen, if you watch the the. The AW, you know, documentary thing on on Dusty, the roads are meant to chase, baby. The roads are meant to chase because then when they get it, it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be so sweet. This is the son so of a plumber. This is the son of a plumber. Just the son the of a plumber. Working man, athlete in the world, Dusty Rhodes American Dream, baby. Yeah, I appreciate saying. it. That yeah, goes right Rose. back to we're talking about those stories, man. Because like like we said last week. If Cody would have won that, the story's over. Well, I don't think it's yeah. over, but you know, you're not into the because here's the here's going to be the greatest story, and you're not there yet. And Triple H alluded to it, right? The rise of Rome and the fall of Rome, and mm-hmm. and the bloodline. We're not to the fall yet because that's where the super C when when the story of the the roads rising up, the fall of the bloodline is going to be just as much fun as watching the rise of it. Right? Is it solo? Is it I Jay? Agree. Who's gonna turn? How does it play out? Does it? Do they leave it? So at the end of the day, and don't forget be- Heyman, man. He's already planting the seeds, talking about solo has to uh, solve our problems. But that's so what problems I'm saying. being plural. So you know? let it play out. <laughs> right? Where Paul's the the master. Everything's again <laughs> storytelling storyline if you trust who the author do you like are you reading whose books are you reading right like that's what i'm saying triple h's books i love reading vince i don't trust as much and i think that's all the with the with the i'm like a, like a lot of fans is just like oh okay vince vince obviously can be around it can be whatever but please let hunter have the pen and if hunter has a pen then we then we I, Darren McCarty, I trust that we will get there, not when I want it, but when they want to give it to me. I'm going to get fed. 
till then i don't know what it is that's isn't that the fun of it though that's that's the it fun is. of it is it's, it's it's story. we're following the story we're still following that trail to the next chapter that like we say it a million times that's the beauty of professional wrestling they keep us coming back for more and now we want to see what's next what's going to happen now love it it is love it and that's the difference between ufc fights over it's usually done Unless it's yeah. a rematch to whatever, and and it only right. happens so often. This every week you get and, an update in our lines. Yeah, you want to talk about a build to a rematch or a build in a storyline? That that's a build is when you got to fight four contenders to win your way back to fight for a championship against the same guy that's still whole, reigning the whole time. That that's when you're talking a story for sure. Why? But, why AEW's not? Where do you think that? Like, let's look at some of the great stories. The the, the five, you know, Jericho to fight MJ or whoever to fight MJF. Got to go through the five tests. You know what Danielson have to go through? Fight all these guys just to get to me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the rest. The beauty. Here's the thing, Corey. There's nothing original in wrestling. It's all, it's all, putting a spin on it and taking mm-hmm. something here and ingredient. Like I don't think you know. Maybe sometimes there's a new move that comes out and guys are creative. Well, they can be the fact that now that they can run across the ropes and do flippies and like those are all new and like the suicides and all the different stuff like that. But the storylines, it's already been written in life. I mean, Mm -hmm. like it's life stories and people going, Hey, but what if, what if it went this way this time? And what if it went this way? Oh, and what if this person and that person so it's always it always goes back, but everything's there. Now, one thing I want to get your quick thoughts on, and I've kind of brought it up to you guys, I think already on the. Sh- I wasn't sure if it was on the show or not. It might have been in person, but uh, <laughs> the fact that they're bringing betting into WWE, have you guys kind of seen anything on this? The fact that there's now gambling lines and stuff oh. for these like big matches and the pay per views and stuff like that. I want to get your guys' thoughts. Is that does that murk the waters for you? Does it add an extra layer? Are are we gonna start seeing? Fuck no, a either I'm gonna win a lot of money or I'm gonna be broke. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Corey. We talked about this on Saturday, man. I look, I like the the dabble in, in the sports betting world. It's a lot of fun, but it makes me watch. It makes me watch it different, and I don't want yeah. that to muddy the waters of my great art of That's, professional wrestling. So I when I start watching things, when I start watching things differently, like oh, I love this team. I've loved the UFC. That's a example. very good point. Watch this, guy, watch this guy rise. Oh man, I love this guy. I love this guy. And then what happens? Mm-hmm. He loses. So if I'm gonna sit there and watch a guy get mm-hmm. built up, and then all of a sudden I want him to lose to put money in my pocket, I think I've lost touch with the love of the sport. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's ki- it's no killed longer. me. No, no offense, Kyle, but it's killed me a couple of times. We'll be sitting there watching fights together and I'll like have one of my favorites fighting. And Kyle's like, yeah, man, but the other guy's got to win because my 20 bucks, man. And it's we like, hey, I'm trying money. to get out of the post office, motherfucker. But like, his <laughs> whole life right now is like riding potentially on like the outcome of this fight. And it's like, fuck your 20 bucks, Kyle. But also, I get it. You know, it's, it's, I get it. Dude, oh, I, hold on a minute. In my defense, in my defense, you can't sit here and act like I'm not in the same boat. Like, especially spe- perfect segue got, yeah. with what we were what I we bet. were talking on uh, UFC this past weekend with Izzy. 
I said straight up that I thought Izzy won, even though that I he wasn't in uh, my parlay or whatever. You know what I mean? But no. like, like I said, no, it, I know. For me, I'm it's not, just I'm a little fun shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not actually shitting on you. I'm just saying, like, how because we were the ones talking about it, me and Jordan. How it like it does. That's why I've yet to download any of the apps and stuff. Is because I know. I would see one of my favorite fighters taking on some guy, and I'm like, he's for sure going to win this. This ain't shit. And then I'm going to be upset about losing money less so than I am, like, the outcome of, like, how that affects the, like, direction of this guy's career. So that's why I I still haven't. I don't – to me, UFC's, like, betting boxing fights to whatever like that. Your 20 bucks should never matter to the dude, whether he wins or loses or whatever. Yeah. It should give you yeah. It should give you what Vegas thinks or what the betting, you know, where you're – if you like the guy or you don't like the guy, where he's at. And wrestling-wise, and to whatever, to, to, to do it, and from what I hear to the betting part, it's not live betting. It's not has to do with the finishers or whatever. But listen, you're a promoter. You can look at it to whatever. A lot of times you can see by the bets to see who people think would win. Yeah. Do it like how you guys do a card and a wrestling card if we're sitting around watching something when something happens that shouldn't. It shouldn't affect. I mean, you can bet wrestling to whatever, like, before the matches, if, if trying to figure out the card like a parlay or something like this, try to get all of them right to, I don't understand it, but it doesn't change. <laughs> to me, To me, the betting odds is where is the perception, right? What would the yeah. betting odds yeah. of Roman Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes been? It, it, right? it was. There was odds. Uh, okay, well, what, 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 what it, were they? Cody was like, it was like a, a stupid favorite. I forget the exact number, but he was yeah. like minus a thousand or something. He was like a very, very large favorite. Like, so, incredibly. So then large I look favorite. at that. So, because that's the hope. And a lot of times yeah. the betting line is the hopium, not to the to where's <laughs> all the money going, right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I'd use it as the promoter. To whatever to also another another weapon to to be able to dangle along. There's no yeah. way in hell Cody should ever be the favorite, right? Especially the WWE. If it was yeah. the AEW champions. Well, he couldn't fight for the AEW championship, so he took that <laughs> yeah, out of his freaking grill in the first right. week. Right. Right. Which I love it's... to hear him say. The thing that if he was smarter business-wise to whatever, he would have never put that stipulation, which that's all we grow. So um, I guess the answer, Corey, wait and see. Ain't going to change the yeah. way I watch wrestling. Yeah. Just might might lead me into, oh, because usually what happens in football, everything else, it's against what the the public thinks the other yeah. side usually wins right j-bone yeah. just totally swerved my opinion because like i said i was just talking shit with wrestling betting because i'm always the one saying that i don't really like to know like all the spoilers and all the bullshit i feel like if i got yeah. too into the betting it wouldn't be the same mma i don't mind as much because that's on your skill versus your skill you know what i mean and it's yeah. not and, and i don't feel out, i'm one of those plays out in front of you it's not a, it's not a story being like how how well, Darren explained right. it, it earlier with the story being told to you. I feel yeah. like is a perfect example of it, like, it doesn't what matter a wrestling what match is. 
Doesn't matter right. what story, Corey, at the end of the day, your teeth get knocked in, you get knocked out. Yeah. I don't it's care still, how it's much still a the... fight in, in its own degree. It's just with an MMA fight, it's not the 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 dice are being rolled as we speak. You know, with, with a wrestling match, it is like you say, a story being told while violence and danger is all occurring just, at the same time. It's just yeah. part of it's actually the 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 in stuff in the ring is the visual to the audio. That's all it is. It's a, it's a story. It's a constant story. But if I don't see you get your hands on each other or what you mean on bigger, smaller, what, what the good versus evil, what it is, it's just a way to explain the story as the talking goes. UFC, some dude doesn't have to fight. They can put the biggest production. Why this guy's going to win, going to win, going to win. Steps in the ring and knocked out who's this guy who's this guy they they forget the million dollars that was spent on the production who gives me who's this guy with the lot right well look the young kid we just talked about that you know that's a good way to end it you know we'll end it on your thoughts on ufc 287 i mean we just saw it you know raul rosas he came in and fought one of our homies and past guests of the show shout out to mondo gutierrez who was over there fading up Conor McGregor on the ultimate fighter that's going to be coming out, but he beat Mondo on Dana White contender series to get in the UFC. Everybody's talking about how hot he was. Hell, I thought he was going to win too. Kid goes in, thing doesn't go, you know, how his first couple fights went. He gasses out and then he's in trouble. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, that's kind of mm. how it goes and people hop on the, uh, you know, people hop on that hype train and then you see the flip to that. You know, you talk about you got to be careful about what you say because it can be used against you. I mean, shit, Israel Adesanya and how he uh, he laid dead in front of uh, Pereira's kid. I mean, what were uh, what were your thoughts on UFC 287 yeah, you know and the big that, right? comeback for Adesanya? I know why. You know why he did that, right? Oh, yeah. Because his kid did out, that when and laid down in front of them. Yep. Don't ever yep. give me another reason yeah. to to yep. I because that's sitting. So that's sitting in. I I look at that more like the Lemieux thing, the, the Claude Lemieux, <laughs> March twenty six ninety seven turtle, whatever like that. You know, I had he hit drapes from behind ten months earlier. I had time to think about it. That's what it reminded me of when I saw that is that that was my motivation to get up every day. I fought you many times. I beat you and stuff like this, but oh, we're gonna go there, take it to that another level. And that's the realness of it. Because here's the one thing, how many motherfuckers talk, right? And then just talk. When you see a motherfucker actually talk and then show you action and stuff like this, that's a motherfucker that I want to ride with. That's what I pride myself on. So when you see that, and then you look at the why and go, dude, that kid better get an extra spank. You ain't cried hard enough yet, kid. How many times we all been told that you think you're crying now? Wait till daddy gets home. Yeah. I mean, that's for the celebration to, to kind of address that. I, I don't, fact that is it's not in the sportsmanship part but it's also too i was raised by john rambo they drew first blood that's all he admitted that in the post-fight speech he was the one of the first things he said after he had admitted the fact that yes it was directed directly at his kid 
was yeah it was petty and i don't really care i was holding a grudge for five years or whatever it was since that last fight and now you know what i had my moment and for him honestly to like summarize that fight from the izzy side for him to have to live through the danger that he lived through in that second round it looked like in at least in uh in my humble opinion like he was going down a bad road it looked like he was about to start getting pieced up and uh he was getting backed well, up Pereira against was a lot more dan- uh he was a lot he aggressive. fought a lot more he was yeah he, was he very, was started like, a lot quicker ag- this time direct he was very direct compared to his last fight and uh it clearly worked in his disadvantage but uh for Izzy, man, I, like you say, we always point towards the victor in these, you know, we, we forget kind of the loser's story in this one. But it, he he really conquered his boogeyman. He really kind of like overcame that thing where the first kickboxing fight, arguable with the whole decision on how it went. I don't know. I'm sure most of you guys probably haven't seen it, but fans maybe have. The second one, we all know that's the big storyline. He got knocked out kickboxing, and then all of a sudden, Izzy makes his way to UFC, becomes this unforgettable streak. And then now it's to get that win back, to steal his celebration and hit him with the bow shots at the end. You could just tell, like, I, I say it all the time, the storyline in MMA that that gets to me the most and kind of is when you just see their – face at the end of the fight all that emotion all that feeling that they've built they've built up over the fight camp over everything else just the mental game to be able to kind of relax for a half a second and be able to actually see that they've overcame something and especially in this circumstance like i say with the true like boogeyman circumstance where the dude followed you to a whole different organization then came and stole your belt and now uh, here is essentially your last chance to be able to uh, right this wrong, if that's how it really uh, is in the story of Izzy. And uh, that's what it looked like on Saturday. And, yeah, it was wild, man. For him to be able to, to go through what he had to go through to be able to get the finish and for it to happen the way it did with just kind of like a, a nasty like two-punch combo was just wild. The only way out is through, gentlemen, sometimes. Yeah. In, in life, True. in life. And that's what Izzy proved. And you, you, like, where does this, what does it look like to attain? And I, to me, my, my boogeyman has been alcohol and whatever like that. And I've been working on eight years now. So it can help to be able to get through to something and, and relate it to yourselves. It's something that you never think you can get through or to fight for, but it, but it's worth it. And then when you see the guys with the, the highest of highs have to go through the exact same thing that you do mm-hmm. on the daily basis, that's the connection. That's where it yeah. is. That That's the real, real to every, to, to everything else is, is what you say. And that, that, that's the beauty of the sports and, and, the, and the things that we love. Yeah, it's just such a raw emotion at the end when that when their hand gets raised, when they're when they see their opponent on the ground, especially in the finishes and stuff. It's like you can just see their like not spirit leave their body, but it's like it it is like a extra 
what what's that called when you feel like you're more than yourself or out of your out of body experience type out of body like, experience yeah yeah they're they're like you can really just see it in their eyes that they've achieved something that they've been striving for and with his post-fight speech sit telling everybody to go for something go for something it doesn't have to be fighting it doesn't have to be anything particularly but challenge yourself in one way or another in life and find something that gives you that type of feeling that he felt on Saturday. That, that post-fight speech was 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 amazing. King Louis back. That's King Louis back there. He's challenging <laughs> to get to get up to the next level. So anybody who's wondering cat <laughs> walk around. That's King Louis. King Louis said, fuck around and find out. I mean, dude, oh, yeah. I feel like. All right, hang on. Before I get out of here, Don's got a question for you before we get out of here. So I have a question for DMAC. How emotional was it for everyone repping SPO who recently passed away? Did it linger to the locker room? Well, and, and that's a good daddy, as you always do. It's a, I'll take this time to, to, to say it's a shout out. Is the, is the, the, the weekend that we had, and uh, obviously losing, uh, not only, uh, Sean Patrick O'Brien, SPO, one of the, the, the best refs in the independent scene, especially the deathmatch scene, uh, was real, real hard. That's why it was real. It was great. Um, Hoodfoot's that was emotional with, you know, winning the championship and Sean and him were really tight. And, and that's what the community is. So it felt like he was there. Right. And, uh, and also too, shout out to Mike Pissjug. That we all that we all know being around that shout we lost him too. So, shout out to Piss Jug too. Um, it, it the, over the weekend felt like both of them were there, a part of it. I know during the Tommy, if you watch back, um, the Tommy and the Randy match, they both took big swigs out of the Piss Jug that was sitting there in honor of Mike. So, as a shout out, as a Michigan staple. So, um. I think it was a celebration, Donald, and uh, and and I think you felt it too. And everybody who wasn't there, you know, felt to be a part of it. And that's the the beauty and the love of, of what wrestling has, you know, that that will be especially in Michigan. So that's their Hell that's yeah, your man. answer, Donald. Till next time, I love it, man. I love it. Hell yeah, man. Well, that's as good a way as any to bring it out. R.I.P. S.P.O. Definitely. Uh, Definitely seen a lot of stuff for him as well. Um, definitely saw a lot of RIP Jay Briscoe's when I was in LA. So definitely sucks seeing people leave too soon. But you know, the good thing about this show is I'm sure this won't be the last time that we're chatting with our good buddy D Max. So before I let you get out of here, man, anything you want to plug, anything you got coming up, anything you need people to know, feel free to throw it out. Yeah. Um man so much uh go go check out darren mccarty four on twitter i need the blue check marks darren uh daily uh doing the woodward sports uh 11 to 1 big d energy uh and uh we're gonna talk about this as it gets closer come back on but august uh 5th summer slams coming august 4th will be a flop house wrestling event at the old miami downtown uh put on by our 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 favorite uh malfeasant uh schwartzy um and actually uh i will be in attendance and and uh actually grinder my band will be playing 
after the show. So there's a little uh, hell yeah. There's a little knockouts and three oh, we're gonna, counts. We're gonna uh, be at uh, We're gonna be absolutely a little knockouts and three three counts uh, exclusive right here tonight. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun in the D uh, to get ready for the eve of SummerSlam. So there you go. Oh, there's yeah. a big announcement. Hell yeah! Fuck around and find out if you're new here. Talk more, Go more about it as it gets closer. <laughs> he are, Donald's already saying, Jordan, he's cart pulling. You already got no, Smitty. <laughs> what up, though? Our good buddies from uh, breaking down the ring no. saying he's going to be in attendance. Hey, I already got the week off, so the post office can't tell me I can't come. So I will be there. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you missed any of this because you don't know who's coming through here. But this Thursday... You know, he's known for dropping warheads on people's foreheads. The homie Bulletproof Troop is coming back through fresh off of NWA 312 gone down in Chicago. Shout out to Chicago, Rob. No, I don't need to mob a guy in L.A. Make sure you hit subscribe or we might have to mob you next. Peace.